How are you guys doing tonight? Excited um, to be able to prepare us for a time of uh, prayer tonight. If, um, if you have been tracking with us for some time, you know that over the past few months, several months, we have been dedicating this first Saturday of every month to prayer to um, extended worship at the end of service, and uh, we'll have people down at the, the front and in the back to just pray for people uh, wherever you may be in life. And so um, I uh, have the privilege and the opportunity to prepare us for that tonight um, in unfortunate circumstances because Pastor Fred is sick. And so as we're praying tonight, we, we definitely can lift him up in prayer uh, that God would heal him where he is. And so I'm just grateful that he planned his sickness on a night where I only have to preach for 15 minutes. <laughs> As a dad of two kids, one of which is four months old, I'm like, man, so considerate of you, Pastor Fred. But um, I just want to I want to prepare us as we uh, are about to go into prayer. I was just thinking uh, before this moment, uh, you know, what, what, what does God want to speak to us? How, uh, if you've been here and you've experienced these Saturday nights, you know that every, every prayer service has been unique. Has it not been? God's done unique things uh, in, in our lives, in the church, uh, each of these weeks that we dedicate to prayer. And I just was listening uh, for God to, to just reveal what it is that he wanted to do tonight. And I felt I was reminded of that incredible service. Come on, who, who was here last week when Pastor Fred opened up the, the new series that we're in, Shema? Anybody? Such a great word. Yeah, you can clap. You can clap. It was good, right? Such a great word. And uh, if you missed it, the, the podcast should be up on, and, and on the website. But the gist of it, right, is this word Shema. It's the Hebrew word for hear or listen, which it doesn't mean, you know, it's translated as hear and listen in, in our English Bibles. But in the original text, what it means to hear, what it means to listen uh, is also to obey, right? That there is no separate term for obeying and listening. That in the Hebrew, in these uh, ancient texts, every time you see the word hear or listen in the Old Testament, people understood that when God speaks, you obey, right? That it's reflexive obedience. Some parents wish that their children had reflexive obedience, right? When you hear, you obey. And, um, and so I just, as I was thinking about that and, and reflecting on that last week, I felt like God wanted us to be prepared not only for this prayer for tonight, but also for this series that we would, in order for us to be able to uh, be obedient and to do the things that God is challenging us and calling us to do as a church and as individuals, that we would position ourselves, posture ourselves, practice what it means to literally hear him, what it means to make space for him to speak into our hearts, because that, that is a function of prayer. And so tonight, uh, that's what I'm just going to prepare us with uh, briefly before we go into that prayer. And so if you do have your Bibles, though, we're going to look at this story in 1 Samuel chapter 3. If you've got your Bibles, 1 Samuel chapter 3, uh, starting in verse 1. I love this story. It says, Meanwhile, the boy Samuel served the Lord by assisting Eli. Now in those days, messages from the Lord were very rare, and visions were quite uncommon. 
One night, Eli, who was almost blind by now, had gone to bed. The lamp of God had not yet gone out, and Samuel was sleeping in the tabernacle near the ark of God. Suddenly, the Lord called out to Samuel. Yes, Samuel replied. What is it? He got up and ran to Eli. Here I am. Did you call me? I didn't call you, Eli replied. Go back to bed. And so he did. And then the Lord called out again, Samuel. And again, Samuel got up and went to Eli. Here I am. Did you call me? I didn't call you, my son, Eli said. Go back to bed. Samuel did not yet know the Lord because he had never had a message from the Lord. So the Lord called a third time, and once more Samuel got up and went to Eli. Here I am. Did you call me? Then Eli realized it was the Lord who was calling the boy. So he said to Samuel, go and lie down again. And if someone calls again, say, speak, Lord. Your servant is listening. So Samuel went back to bed. And the Lord came and called as before, Samuel, Samuel. And Samuel replied, speak, your servant is listening. I want to posture us tonight to be able to to say that to God in our time of prayer. Speak, speak, God, your servant is listening. And so I'm just going to give us three points that that you can kind of stick in the back of your mind during the service and, and, and throughout your week as you are spending time in prayer with God. Uh, if I were to give this little exhortation a, a, a title, it would be learn to listen. Learn to listen. We're going to learn to listen in prayer tonight. And so the first of my three points is just this word context. The word context. Verse 1 In 1 Samuel 3, it says, Now in those days, messages from the Lord were very rare, and visions were quite uncommon. This exposition, right, laid out for us in the story is important information. Because it's setting up for us, it's communicating something about prayer and about listening for us. It's saying that our cultural context The context in which we find ourselves can have an impact. It can have an effect on how we hear, on how we listen for the voice of God. I think if the story was rewritten for like the 2020 context for today and Samuel, you know, was a teenager today and it was written about him, it would say now in those days, God was always speaking but nobody was listening. In those days, God was always speaking. If there was somebody recording the Christian story today, they might say that God was speaking all the time, but the people, they were so distracted. See, the reason Samuel couldn't comprehend the voice of God, it wasn't that he didn't have the desire. I love the picture that it gives us of Samuel, that he every night would lay at the foot of this thing called the Ark of God, the Ark of the Covenant, right, which represented the presence of God. What it shows us is that Samuel, even as a young boy, right, had this deep desire to have relationship with God, and yet his context, can you imagine being Samuel and living your life? You, you work in the temple, right? You're, you are, uh, <clears throat> you're under a, you're training under the priest at the time and hearing people all the time say, yeah, well, God doesn't really speak anymore, right? God, there hasn't been a prophet for, for generations, for years, and, 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 and really effectively all of these people who were coming to the temple, not believing that God could speak to them, not believing that God had a word for them, were, were practicing a dead religion, right? 
That's the context that, that Samuel was coming up in. People saying all the time, hey, God doesn't speak. And it's for that reason, when God does speak, Samuel doesn't recognize it. He's like, who was that? It must have been Eli because I've heard from what I understand, what people say is that God doesn't speak. He has nothing to say to me. I think that for us, we find ourselves in a unique situation in 2020 where God is speaking, but we're so distracted by all of our stuff that it's difficult to, to discern when it's him who's, who's speaking to us. Samuel had all of the voices of, of the negative voices of people saying that God doesn't speak anymore, but we have all of the distractions of social media. <laughs> we have our, our phones notifying us every two seconds of, of people wanting our attention. We've got a 24-hour news cycle, right, that is constantly begging us to pay attention. Entertainment all the time. How many, how many people here have, ooh, this might, be, this might cut deep, like more than three streaming services at home? Or like on your phone, Spotify, Netflix, Hulu, uh-huh, right? <laughs> That's what I mean by streaming services. We've got all of these things begging, crying out for our attention. Hmm. But I love that Samuel, he finds himself in a place of wanting, wanting to hear the voice of God, and eventually he discerns his voice. You know, context often dictates our desire. There's this meme that, that's gone around. I think I know about it because I think my wife posted it. But it, it says, no one goes to Target because you need something. Have you seen this post? No one goes to Target because you need something. You go to Target to let Target tell you what you need. Has anyone experienced, don't raise your hand. Has anyone experienced this in your own life, right? For me, it might be like Barnes & Noble or Second and Charles. I love Second and Charles. I always, at Second and Charles, they have these little 30-minute parking spots. And I always lie to myself and say that I can be in and out in 30 minutes. And then 45, an hour, an hour, and 45 minutes later, I'm walking out my car with a basket full of comic books and Funko Pops and classic literature because I'm a nerd, right? Because when I go into Second Charles, Second and Charles, all of the displays are, are, are crying out to me. They're telling me what I want. They're telling me what I need, right? Tonight, we have an opportunity, even though out there our context is a context of distraction, a context of fill every second and every day with noise, with voices, right? Our, our context is, is advertisement every which way you look. Although that may be the context out there, we're going to enter into worship as a part of our prayer because prayer, because context, right, it dictates our desire. When we enter into worship together as a family, as a community, what's happening is we're allowing this atmosphere that we, Hannah was talking about at the end of worship tonight, that we create with our voices. It's causing us to look up to God and say, you are my father. It reorients our affection toward him so that we can hear him, so that we can recognize his voice. Context, it often dictates our desire. And many of us have maybe a desire to hear from God tonight, but you haven't even realized that God's been trying to speak, that God's been speaking. But we're so distracted. 
right? We, we, we have so many distractions that it becomes difficult for us to recognize and pay attention. So through our worship tonight, we're creating a context of expectation, shutting out distractions and learning how to listen. The second thing tonight is this, conversation, conversation. I, um, I went to Panera earlier this week and I was doing work. I had all my stuff out on my table. And, and, uh, and so, I, you know, I, sometimes I'm, I bring headphones just in case, and, but I'm like, oh, it was quiet. And uh, this uh, pair of ladies, they come over and they sit down next, at a booth next to me and they began to talk. And so eventually I had to put my headphones in because uh, I was distracted. But as they were talking, I realized uh, that, you know, from a distance, you might have called what they were having a, a conversation, right? It looked like they were getting together to just talk about uh, old times to catch up. But what was really happening was that the one woman was talking while the other woman was listening. The one woman was sharing about her life and, and what was going on at home, and the other woman was listening, and every once in a while, when it, there was a lull in the conversation, there was a, a break, the other woman, the listening woman, might ask a question like, oh, well, how's everything going with so-and-so? And then the first woman would continue to talk, right? Never did the listening woman have an opportunity to talk about her life and what was going on in her world and what was going on at work. I see some of y'all smirking. Have you ever been in an experience like this where you've been the listener for 45 minutes or however long and you're sitting, standing there talking to a person and, and you, you want to have a conversation, but clearly they want to have a monologue, right? They want to have their own little soliloquy. And so there you are as the, the receiver of whatever it is that they want to say. I think we all know what it feels like to be snubbed out of a conversation to be a hearer only and not be able to speak. And if we have, then we can relate to God. Because God often, <laughs> that's how we treat prayer, right? We often go to God and we have a lot to say. We have a lot to say about how our day is going, about how our home life is going, about how uh, our work life is going. And we don't give God the space to speak. Conversation is really, the simplest definition of prayer is really conversation with God. Prayer is not just talking to God, it's conversing. It's speaking to him and allowing him to speak to you. Where we picked up the story in 1 Samuel chapter 3, we, we picked up the story at the point at which Samuel learned how to let God respond. But before this point of the story, his whole life had been characterized by only one side of the conversation, if we were to rewind all the way back to 1 Samuel chapter 1, we would find that, that Hannah, Samuel's mother, had desperately, she been, had been barren, unable to have children, and had been so desperately crying out to God in her prayers and her petitions that people literally thought she was drunk in the temple. Crying out to God, desperate for God uh, to, to answer, desperate for God uh, to, to provide. And it says in 1 Samuel 1.19, the Lord remembered her plea. And in due time, she gave birth to a son and she named him Samuel. For she said, I asked the Lord for him. Samuel literally means asked of God or heard by God. Samuel's existence was evidence that God hears us. His whole existence, his life up until this point in 1 Samuel chapter 3 
was a testimony that God hears our prayers. His, his uh, uh, mom prayed and petitioned uh, uh, persistently and God gave her what she asked for. But at some point, Samuel had to come to the place where he understood not only the power of God listening, but the power of us being able to listen to God. So many of us, we, we have, it's our testimony, right? And the Bible talks about we should be persistent in our prayer. We should cry out to God just as Hannah did and, 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 and cry out and ask and make requests of God. We should absolutely do that. But at some point in a Christian's journey, on their walk with the Lord, they should get to the point where their conversation, the relationship with God is not only characterized by God hearing our prayers, but by us hearing God. Being in the place where we can recognize the power of hearing for ourselves what he might want to say to us. Prayer is not us just talking to God. Prayer is a conversation. It's two-way. And tonight, come on, God wants to speak to us. Tonight, we're making space for that neglected side of the prayer conversation. So part of what that will look like is we're going to have prayer teams down here to pray for people. And what I love about the, the, first, the story, Samuel's story in 1 Samuel chapter 3, is that Samuel was unable to discern for himself what the, vo- the voice of God was. And so he continued to go to a man who, who was mature in his faith, had a relationship with God, and was able to ask him, hey, can you help me understand what this voice is? Tonight, we're going to have people who maybe ha- have walked longer with God, had, has had have had more experience with the Lord, possibly. And maybe if you said, I've never heard God speak to me before, I've never heard the voice of God before, then there will be people here tonight who, just like Eli, can help you, come on, to discern what it is that God wants to say. Maybe tonight you relate to Hannah, Samuel's mom, and you're saying, man, I've prayed and I've prayed and I've cried out and I've cried out, and I want God to respond. I want God to hear my prayer, but you're tired and you've Stop listening for a response from him. Come on, there are people here tonight, I love what Vic shared, to sustain, to stand next to you and help you. Hold up your hands in prayer to sustain you as you continue to hope and believe for what God wants to do tonight. I'm going to invite the band to come up. I'm going to just make this last point. So in learning how to listen, we got to consider our context and create a context where we are desiring of God We have to remember that prayer is a conversation and not just one way. And then the last thing is that prayer leads us to calling. Finally, by the third time, uh, God calls out to Samuel. He learns to listen. He learns to discern God's voice. And what he discovers is that there was a reason God was calling him. He had a message for Samuel to share. The thing is, though... (laughs) If we were to keep reading 1 Samuel chapter 3, the message that God had for Samuel to share was not one that Samuel wanted to share. It was a scathing criticism of his boss, basically, of Eli, the priest, who not only was his boss, but was his, his spiritual mentor, was ba- effectively his foster father, right? Growing up in, in the temple and living there. God gave him a word to give to Eli that he knew he wouldn't want to hear. And this is what it says in verse 15 through 17. Samuel stayed in bed until morning. Then he got up and opened the doors of the tabernacle as usual. He was afraid to tell Eli what the Lord had said to him. But Eli called out to him, Samuel, my son, 
what did the Lord say to you? Tell me everything. In verse 18, so Samuel told Eli everything. He didn't hold anything back. There may be some people here tonight who have never heard the voice of God. You don't know what it's like. You haven't had the opportunity to discern for yourself what God wants to say to you or about you or about your situation. But there are many of us in here tonight who have. We, we know what the voice of God sounds like. We know what the voice of God feels like. And yet, we find ourselves like Samuel lying awake in bed, saying to God, yeah, but I, uh, I don't want to share that message. Just like there are two sides of a, a conversation, right? There are two sides of Shema. There's the hearing part, but then there's also the part where we've got to obey. We say often, and it actually happened tonight, I love that, that, that God speaks words to us for ourselves. And I believe that God wants to speak to some people tonight, specifically just where you're, you're at. Just, we say, come on, the voice of God isn't, isn't always audible. Sometimes it's a feeling, right, that, that we feel. Sometimes it comes across our mind as a thought that we recognize that got to come from someplace else. And so sometimes he speaks to us directly about us in our situations, but sometimes when he speaks to us, he's speaking to us to speak to someone else, to share a message with someone else. And so I want to encourage you tonight. In fact, I'm telling you that there are going to be some people here tonight who God's going to speak to, and he's going to tell you, yeah, you need to call that person and apologize, or you need to call that person and, and pray for them. You need to call that person and God's going to give you a word for, for maybe somebody in your family, maybe somebody at your workplace, maybe the person standing right next to you during worship to en encourage them, to, to, I love that word, sustain them, what, what Vic shared earlier. Talking about historical context, you know, God gave a, 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 a specifically scathing report to Samuel to give to Eli, but we know in the New Testament God defines the prophetic to the church in this way, 1 Corinthians 14, 3, but one who prophesies strengthens others, encourages them, and comforts them. Tonight, as we devote a time intentionally to listening to the voice of God, don't be surprised if you get a message, not just for yourself, but for somebody else. A word to encourage, to strengthen, to comfort, could be for a person, could be for the church. And if that's the case, I'll be standing there. The, the microphone will be there, and you can come talk to me first before, before uh, we go on stage. But man, come expectant to believe that God speaks. God can speak. He speaks to us through our distraction. He wants to speak to us and answer the pleas, the cries of our heart. And he wants to speak to us so that we can be used, right, to share the message that he has. I'm going to ask the prayer teams to come up and get in place and the rest of you guys can stand. Let's just prepare our hearts for what God wants to speak, what he wants to say. Transition out of this part of, sto of, of Samuel's story into the next. It says in 1 Samuel 3.19, as Samuel grew up, huh, the Lord was with him. The Lord was with him. And maybe the best thing that comes out of listening for the voice of God in prayer 
as Hannah was saying before, it's not always that what he's saying is healing or, or clarity. I believe that that will happen tonight and that God does do that. But sometimes it's simply about developing a deeper, more intimate relationship with him. For those of you tonight who've never heard the voice of God, come on, you're gonna get an opportunity tonight to create space in a conversation that you've left him out of to begin to speak. And it can be said of you that as you continue throughout your week, that the Lord would be with you, that he'd be with you and would continue to speak to you. Father God, I pray, oh Lord, that you would, you would speak as we listen. God, I pray that as we attune our ears to you in the context of this worship service, that you would align our hearts to your affection. God, that we would trust you to be our father, to be the one who is sovereign, our creator, the author of our story, the one who has all the answers. God, I pray that you would help us to resist the temptation, maybe to pull out, of our, pull out our phones, maybe to, to, to wrap our minds around those temptations, but God, to set our minds, to set our hearts, to set our ears on what it is that you wanna say in this service tonight. We pray all this, God, expecting and believing that you're gonna speak in Jesus' mighty name.